Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima. Welcome to the iHealth channel and uh, iHealth Radio. Uh, today is uh, the quote and um, Eric and H in the house. T today's quote is about mindset. Mindset is everything. We heard that expression somewhere, somehow. Uh, we all talk about positivity, we talk about mindset and it's just like the core of everything. Today, I have a special guest and as I always say, my guests are special. And, uh, you know, Nir Bashan, he is actually the author of The Creator Mindset. It's a book, uh, but we're gonna talk about that. And it it's correlates nicely with, with the concept of the mindset. And, um, you know, again, we are a health uh, platform and in the health you know, realm, you know, everything is also about not just physical, it's also the mind. And having the right mindset for everything can turn things differently, can make a big difference in somebody's, you know, uh, daily activities, somebody's well-being, and somebody's even success. And so I'm not going to talk about all that today. I will leave it to the, 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 the guest of honor here. So Nir, uh, first, first of all, please introduce yourself to us. Tell us about who is Nir, and, uh, you know, and then let's talk about the book. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for having me. Um, nice to be here. Basically, the book is a how-to guide um, to get creativity extracted from everything that you do. We have a lot of why books out there and why, you know, you should do something, but very, very few people are telling us how to actually do things. And I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. And the one thing that I've always needed was someone to show me how to do things, not why I should do it. Um, and so that's what I set out to write the book on. It's kind of a how-to guide of how to be creative, more creative at work, and how to change your mindset into one of more uh, positivity and, and looking at problems in a different way and realizing that maybe the construct that we've all grown up with about analytics and numbers and all of that being the best thing ever. Oh, you know, let's look at the spreadsheet and let's look at the, uh, you know, PL or the quarter three report. And that'll show us everything we need. It, it you know, it starts to break down that model and uh, starts to introduce a new way to, of thinking about things. So that's kind of what the book's about, and that's uh, that's sort of what um, what I'm passionate about: helping people become more creative in business. So, so again, I'm assuming um, is this the, the the only book? No, it's not the only book, right? You have other uh, you know potential. Uh, Things in the it's the only book out right now, um, but yeah, I have other potential books right here in the in the mind. All right. Well, again, talking about mindset and getting up, it, that's that's a very good um, point you made. Is that the why versus the how, or the how versus the why? Right. 
you know, a lot of people will tell you like, well, why are you doing this? Why? But nobody's really taking the time to guide or give you the, hey, this is secret sauce, right? Uh, yeah. People kind of hold on to that one, right? They don't want to share it. Oh, I, totally, totally. And, and, you know, I've spent a lifetime, I've started working when I was nine years old. And I spent a lifetime trying to get the secrets out of people, right? Like, you know, how, how do you do it? And, uh, you, you know, you were able to offer this service or this coupon and got a bunch of new customers. Like, how did you do it? And people were super tight-lipped, man, because they thought that was my intellectual property. You know, I'm not going to share it with anybody. But I think the time has come to deconstruct these, you know, mystical things and actually teach people how to do it. Yeah, I think it's a big deal. Well, it, it is. And, and um I've stated some of some of these things in, in some of the previous shows, or my personal ones, not talk shows, just where I was actually uh, given some some guidance here. But but I do believe in, in the concept of sharing knowledge, and, and knowledge is not to be kept, and that's unfortunate. People hold on to it like it's like a you know a gold mine, and no one wants you don't want anyone in there. But at the end of the day, you know you take it, you absorb it, you use it, but effectively, you know it will die if if, if nobody else gets it. Otherwise, we'll still be living like in, in, in the past today. I mean, no we, we all share the knowledge of our, you know, ancestors, right? <laughs> you know, to a degree and the progress. So totally, it is important totally. to share that. And, and how is key? Yeah, the problem is, is that most people, right, protect their ideas with everything they've got. So they don't get ideas that often, right? And they, oh, you know, near I was showering two weeks ago and I got an idea and you know, they protect it with everything they got. They want, they want to pet it and like give it a little water and a little sunshine. And, Oh, this is my precious little idea. Nobody will ever get it. The problem with that is we are not designed that way as human beings. We are designed to come up with a lot of ideas, not just hoard one precious idea. And what happens when we just take one idea and like, you know, think that it's the you know the biggest thing on earth is we lose that ability to come up with other ideas when that idea goes away gets stolen by somebody so on and so forth we spend so much of our life trying to protect these little things that that effort in protecting something can easily go into just manufacturing more ideas um but it's a choice that we make and most people choose to, you know, to hoard one or two little ideas. We got to teach people how to make ideas and how to manufacture them on a regular basis so that, you know, they're not so precious about those little ideas that come up once in a while. And entrepreneurs are the worst at this, the worst. They're like, dude, oh, I got this idea. I saw a gap in the market and I'm going to take it, you know, but I'm not sharing with anybody. It's like, that. that's the thing. You, you're not, you need not just to have one idea, you need to have a hundred. And then when those hundreds run out, you got to have a hundred more. And there's got to be a system and a way to be prepared for the eventuality of the marketplace changing. The, you know, someone taking your idea, someone executing your idea poorly, on and on and on and on. If you're armed with ideas at the ready, then you are way more prepared for the economy and the market the way that it's changing today. Well, again, I mean, to your point, a lot of people have ideas, and I'm sure everybody they're watching this right now, they're probably thinking like, oh, that just gives me an idea right now. Let me do something similar, you know, uh, or let me write a book. It could be just as simple as that, right? But um, there is ideas and there's execution. There's ideas that that's a concept, right? You know, you conceptualize, you know, because 
Like sometimes you're not sleeping at night and you're like, oh, I, I think of something like, you know, what do you do about it? Some people sleep in the morning, like, oops, I forgot. <laughs> Some people write it down. Uh, so there's so many things, right? It's, it's really that next step. And to your point, it's like, where does it go from there? So, so, so guide us through that, that whole concept right there. So, so absolutely, right? The, I have a concept in the book that I talk about, which is uh, the trinity of creativity, right? It's the way to make creativity happen no matter who you are or what you do. Um, and it's the concept, the idea, and the execution. Most of us, like you just said, spend our life in the execution part, right? We're just like trying to run from fire to fire, you know, making stuff happen. We're so busy working in our business that we can't even see what's going on, you know? Um, so the, the execution is like the exact thing that you make, you know, if you're a health coach or whatever, it's the exact thing that you do. I do personal training at the gym for people that are trying to lose, you know, between 15 and 20 pounds. And, you know, that's my, that's my thing. Right. And then the idea is the bigger level of that. You know, what exactly is the middle ground of that? And, and you might say, oh, you know, it's, it's, whatever, uh, you know, losing weight or whatever. And so then the concept is the biggest way to look at that. And you might say, oh, my concept is, you know, I help people work out or whatever, but that's really not what the concept is. It's more about wellness. It's more about health. It's more about vitality and energizing people or whatever. Now your concept idea and execution are going to be different than mine and different than the trainer next to you and different than anybody else in the world because creativity is part of our DNA. It's who we are. And the way that we express it is literally our market advantage. And we have to learn how to express it on a regular basis and, and how to derive creativity from those varied moments. So, you know, uh, you take, every layer of the concept, the idea or execution, and you tweak things around and it gives you a new offering. So instead of saying, you know, I help people lose weight, maybe you help me change people's mentality from can't to can. And then all of a sudden that'll open up so many new opportunities for you in your execution. You might tell me near, you know, it's maybe not about doing personal training. Maybe I need to, you know, maybe it's about uh, releasing a line of of, you know, products that people can take on a day-to-day -day basis that will help them get to that end, so on and so forth. And that's how you make ideas. Now, you just write down the concept, you write down the idea, and you write down the execution, you circle them, and then you find, you know, different uh, different points to adjust within those three realms. And that's how you make creativity. Anybody can do it. It's easy. I've done it with one one-on-one -on -one with a a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and I've done it with, I don't know, 2,500 people in a, in a ballroom at a conference, right? It doesn't, it's not like something that is, is so out there. Oh, you know, creativity is so hard. It's not, it's not about that. It's about having the discipline to sit down, write those three things out, and then look at them and say, ah, I just got an idea. Boom. There's your one of your hundred you know, instead of waiting for lightning to strike, like most of us, you know, oh, I'm waiting for an idea to come. You know, I was jogging three weeks ago and I had an idea. Dude, forget that. Like sit down and make it happen. And that way you'll always be prepared for whatever changes. You gotta take, you gotta take action and you gotta take steps. And again, no delays, no hesitation. But, but you, just, you just hit on the, on, on the nail right there when you stated about like, 
the, the, the concept of the fitness, and then, well, it's not really that, it's something more. And that's the change of mindset right there. Like it's how you, you go about it. That will change the dynamics. And I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of people thinking about quite a few things today. They've thought about things in the past. And the next thing they see some other company in, in the marketplace doing it. I'm like, oh, I, I could tell you that happened to me too. So, so I, I, I could talk about personal experience, but, but that's really what it is. The key here is I, I stated one time in, in this show or one of the shows is that this whole concept, you know, the channel was an idea, right? But it's, it's, you can take it from just like, well, it's a channel, it's a podcast, or I could do a little bit different and see it, you know, in a different light and take steps. And that's really what this, I'm, I'm assuming that's exactly what I'm reading here. Uh, so uh, that being said, now these three concepts or constructs that you, you, you mentioned, can we break them down further? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you really have to look at those three stages and see how they apply to your product or service, right? Uh, the thing that I get a lot is that people don't think big enough on the idea and they're lost on the concept. People think very narrowly about their product or their service. I'll give you an example. I did a uh, keynote uh, for um, a nursing association and, you know, we, we did, okay, concept, idea, and execution. Most of them couldn't get even out of the ideal realm because they were like, we, we, we're a care provider. I'm like, yeah, are you really? They're like, yeah, that's what we do. And, and, and I don't blame them because I get it. Everybody's so busy in the execution portion of their business. But we started talking in, in one, one woman in particular, we started kind of putting her concept idea and execution together. And we found that she was really, her concept was communicator. And her idea was, you know, sort of a communication bridge between the patient and everything else going around the environment. And her execution was, yes, that she did provide care. And just reframing the question sometimes makes the opportunity for creativity so much greater. Because when she started to look at her career more as a communicator, she realized that, yes, any, you know, you can go to nursing school and learn how to put in an IV or whatnot. But what her special gift was and the thing that enabled her to really be creative and to think differently was the fact that she was very good at, at being like kind of like a traffic cop of communication across the different channels so that information would flow to the right people at the right time. And that is an amazing gift and an amazing way to view your day-to-day -day job, your day-to-day -day life. And it gave her incredible potential to become more creative in her offering, in her career, and in her day-to-day -day life. Now, you know, another nurse had a completely different path when we looked at the concept, the idea, and the execution. But I, I urge your listeners to try and think as big as possible of those, you know, constructs so that you try to break free from the realm of the day-to-day, -day, you know, very specific execution and start to uh, understand your role, your product or your service or your career in a very much bigger way uh, in order to generate that creativity that we're all missing at work today.
doing this. And, and there's no limit to what you can do with that. The problem is we narrow that. We oh. just don't want to look bigger. Or we think that we don't have the ability or the capability to do that. And what I tell people, and I've stated this before, is what do you lose? You know, if you, you lose everything by not doing and thinking big. What you don't lose is you just think bigger. And, you know, even when you, you get the example of the nurses, but, you know, in, in any given business, you have similar roles, three, four people working, doing the same thing. But one of them highlights themselves differently because of how they do, you know, and they go about things. And that's what, you know, sometimes makes leaders and change things in the, in, in, in the workplace and in, in the personal life, too. That's how you approach it. So, so it is a very, you know, uh, uh, lost concept of too, too many. And, you know, today, I think it's, it's a great opportunity to share this, you know, that you can do it. And you just have to look at what, 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 what you're good at, right? Um, now, in, in your experience, what drives that? The fact that people don't tend kind of take that next step. You know, you mean that people don't want to take the risk to, to try something and to explore? Well, they, they don't take the risk, but not only that, they don't even think that they can, you know, do more. Yeah, so I think I, I talk about it in the book as well. There's one of the one of the most strongest forces in the world, right? Is not an army or a weapon or something like that, which is where most people end up going. One of the strongest forces on earth is within everybody's body, right? It's it, it's in your mind, and it's the mind's ability to make, you know to just implant doubt into everything that you want to try. And, you know, we, we, we did a little bit of research, actually a lot of research for the book, a lot. And we found that something like 81% of people's daily thoughts are negative. 81%, like that's, you know, I mean, 20, you know, 19% of positive thoughts, 81%. It's crazy. And we, it's, uh, we attributed a, a study in, in psychology today where, you know, they literally looked at it across the entire world. And then, so I took that research and started to, you know, say, okay, maybe it's a language thing, right? Because English maybe is not the most positive language. I don't know. So I started to look at it and cross-reference some other studies. And we actually found that no matter where you are in the world, any, every society, every language, I think there's 181 spoken on earth, every single one of them has more words for negative things than positive things, every one of them. So there's more ways to describe discomfort than comfort. There's more ways to describe bad than good in every language on earth. I thought that was crazy, right? And I started to think, well, why is that? And I think it is because our mind and the ability that we have to self-edit is, you know, incredibly, incredibly strong. And so what we need to do is understand that we have that self-doubt and, and do a few techniques to help us kind of get over the self-doubt. One of them that your listeners can do today is to write things down. I know it sounds whatever, but it is amazingly effective. When you write things down, you take them out of the realm of your brain and you put them on paper. And once you put things on paper, it lessens the load of having to feel like, oh, I got to get it right. Or, oh, you know, it's some precious little thought that I love and I got a pet and take care of. It really enables you to get it kind of off your chest. And what I've noticed is as I help people develop this, they start to write a lot of stuff down. And I, 
write, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I've got post-it notes everywhere. I love writing things down because it helps free you from having to get it right every time. Um, we are so risk adverse because it's what really kept us, you know, kept us alive this whole, uh, this whole time, you know, and, uh, as part of our survival technique, we're very hesitant to drink that water, you know, because it might be tainted and we might die. So we 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 tend to stick to the same things over and over, uh, routines over and over because we feel that they are safe. And when they are safe, then we're most likely to survive. But fast forward to today, that's no longer relevant, right? You go into a, a market or whatever, there's, you know, 60 brands of water. One has you know, coconut in it, one has, you know, whatever, pineapple flavored. And we're so far away from that, yet we still say, you know, I can't, I can't in, in all of this stuff. So we need to learn how to fight that self-doubt monster. Um, and we need to understand that when we try something new or different is exactly the moment where it reared its ugly head and said, you don't know what you're doing. And why would you, you know, all of this is tied back to 70, 80,000 years ago when we had to do that to, in order to survive. But today it's completely different and we have not yet caught up biologically to all of the incredibly rapid changes that are going on around us. But there is hope. There's plenty of techniques that you can do. Writing it down is a really good one. Another one that I like uh, is the waterfall effect where you start to think of your ideas as neither related to the one before it or the one that came after it. And it's, it's a wonderful technique that I use to help people kind of unlock that feeling that they have to edit it and they have to, you know, oh, I got to watch it because I'm being too crazy and wild with my ideas and so on and so forth. And when we're able to implement those two things, our creative thoughts can really start to, to uh, you know, take hold. So. Well, so you, you hit quite a few items there and a few points that are critical. One is the positivity. Uh, the power of positivity, and I, I again, I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. I participate in a lot of positivity groups, and, and I do some quotes myself, and uh, it's it's really the key to your mindset, right? Uh, but but there is, to your point, not only the language, but I think the surrounding. There are a lot of people would actually just, like, put you down and put your idea down, or if, especially if you share it with others. Oh, what do you think? Ah, oh, it's not going to work. You know, I've seen that before. And that, that, that basically turns your dreams into like nightmares, or at least you just leave them behind and you don't even pro progress and proceed. So that's one item. And the other one is, you, and, and what I say to that is eradicate negativity and adopt positivity. But, but to, to, to the other point that you made is write it down. You know, uh, I've, I've used the same technique, you know, in, in, in different trainings. You know, you have something, let's put it, you know, let's put it one side by side. What the pros, what the cons, you know, and, and, and build from there. Uh, it's it visualizing it gives you a different spin on things in your mind it's all ideas it's all great there but it's not really until you see it in front and you start and when you put it in front of you start like, oh I can tweak this I can make a move here it changes the whole you know uh, snapshot of things you it know? changes the whole thing yeah and you're right positivity is incredibly important I talk about it throughout the book uh, you make a choice every day about how you look at things right and you know I've worked with uh, some of the you know investment bankers and airlines right and i see successful people over and over again are the ones that choose to look at a problem in a way that is not bound by any limitation 
And people who are unsuccessful are people who look at a problem and get negative or look for someone to blame, so on and so forth. It really is within your power. Your, every one of your listeners can make a decision today to say, you know what, I'm going to go through, you know, go to work and the next problem that comes up, which might be in, you know, two seconds, if you're in my line of work, I mean, you know, constant issues coming up, then you say to yourself, okay, I can look at it negatively or I can look at it positively. And making the decision to look at it positively and find the silver lining in there is incredibly, incredibly important. There was a woman in the late 30s named Ruth Wakefield who ran a bed and breakfast, which was unusual at the time because most bed and breakfasts were run by, you know, by men. And it was in Massachusetts, very popular bed and breakfast because her cooking was unbelievable. And people would come from all over just to stay there so that they can have her meals. And one day she ran out of an ingredient, right? She was making, baking something and ran out of an ingredient, which you or me or most people would look at it like the crisis, right? You're known for your cooking and you ran out of something to make horrible, horrible situation, right? The worst, but she didn't have a negative mindset. She had a positive mindset. And so she looked around and substituted an ingredient. She had like a chocolate bar. And she chopped it into all these like tiny little pieces, right? And put it in and ended up, you know, creating the world's first chocolate chip cookie. Okay. <laughs> and everybody loved this cookie. Like I love cookies. People <laughs> then like cookies. People now love cookies. And so if she would have looked at that situation and said, you know what, this sucks. Like most of us, I, I, I'm guilty, totally guilty of it. But, you know, oh, this sucks. I ran out of this. I need my special butter, you know, the to make the recipe. And that's why my people are here and all this stuff. But no, she chose to look at it positively and said, you know what, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to make it happen. And out of a crisis, right, for a bed and breakfast known for its food, came one of the best innovations, the best, uh, you know, advancements in the culinary art, the chocolate chip cookie, which is awesome. And this would have never happened if she didn't run out of ingredients. So it's really important to look at adversity as it comes up in your business and in your life and start to say, you know what, I'm going to make the choice to look at it one way or another. And that silver lining can often be more important and more significant than what you were setting out to do in the first place, if you'll allow it. Oh, true. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm listening to you, I'm smiling because I'm thinking about a lot of things in my mind. And one of them is, uh, you know, seeing negativity or positivity in a negative situation is, is something that is unique. But it is possible every situation as bad as it sounds you got to look at what's what's out of it you know uh also to your point there's crisis that happens all the time uh, what i refer to is sos see it own it and solve it as opposed to like see it and, and just like complain like what the hell's going on why me why is going on right now it shouldn't be like this you know it happened already you can't do anything about it so we move on you know, what can we do to take the best? You know, make uh, lemonade or lemons, as they say. <laughs> you know, you make whatever you have. Well, well, that gives you, if you're, if you're getting a, a card dealer, you know, giving you some cards, you don't control what you got, but you have to work with what you have. So I you got to work with what you have. It, exactly. And it's really, it's really important. A, a lot of times, you know, when I'll do, I'll do consulting work or, a, uh, you know, I'll go out and, and help a company somehow and they'll think, oh, the creative, you know, 
work that you want to do with us is going to be expensive, right? We read your book. It's going to be expensive. You're going to need new machines or whatever, but everything that I talk about is free. It's all free. Changing your mindset costs you nothing, zero. It's not like you have to invest in a new process or a service or something like that. It really is about wanting to change and wanting to embrace a different way of thinking. And it's absolutely free. It, it's, it's just a switch. And, and again, what I, what I said earlier is that there are also various environmental, you know, type of influences that, that make sometimes people not want to see that, you know, switch off or on uh, because they're just so used to that, you know, oh my God, the world is, is, is gloomy. I mean, it, it could be a bad day. You could still make a good day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And truly, I mean, one thing in this pandemic, for example, you know, many people, as, as bad as it is, and you know, the loss of life and the crazy, but people have, have emerged out of this with, with a lot of things, creativity, ideas. Uh, people have their own channels. I mean, I'm not talking about just, for example, this example, this was before the pandemic, but, but there are people that actually started businesses in this time, right? And, and they're succeeding, you know? And so it's, there's so many ways you can look at things. You know, cup full, half full or half empty. That's a choice. It's the same cup, <laughs> but, but really it's just the angle you look at this, right? Uh, so so it, is, it is a very um, uh, interesting, you know, way of looking at life. And especially when you're talking about, you know, creating and, 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 and putting something in place. You got to go the next step. You mentioned the example of consulting. I've done some of that myself. And, you know, sometimes you do give, you know, the highlights of what someone or company can do. But whatever they do with it, it's really on them. And you'll see sometimes that not everybody uses what you give them. And, and to your point, it's, it's available to them now. Just do whatever you want with it. You can succeed or not. That's up to you. Some will take it. Some will not. It is crazy. Um, but So, um, Nir, what is the, the, the ultimate message, you know, uh, that you would like to share with your audience today? You know, I think the ultimate message is that creativity is one of those things that anybody can do and everybody can use. We just don't use it enough. And it's something that anybody can learn how to do. Uh, people think creativity is usually like art or music or dance. And, and, and that's like one tiny little sliver of the whole network that creativity offers you. Our brains are roughly split into an analytical and a creative side. And we've spent far too long developing the analytical side and letting the creative side go to waste. And so the one thing I want your listeners to take away is that there is a different way to solve problems. There's a different way to look at things and to come up with solutions um, that is not analytic based. It's just like you know, creative based and it's out there for the taking. You, you were born with it. Don't worry. It's about reawakening that creativity that lies latent in every human on earth and using it in your business to solve problems, to be more positive, to have empathy and, and humor and courage and all these wonderful soft skills that will enable you to compete much, much better in the marketplace. So near, where can our listeners and anybody that's watching this program, get the book. So it's on Amazon. It's in Barnes and Noble. If you want to put on a mask and go to Barnes and Noble, it's there. It's in every store across the country. Um, and yeah, I'd love to hear feedback from you guys. I have a website. It's 
my name, nirbashan.com, N-I-R-B-A-S-H-A-N.com. We have a free community on there. We've got, I don't know, several hundred people who are communicating back and forth and asking questions, and I'll, I'll go on there often uh, to help out. Um, I'd love to hear from you and, and get your feedback and see what, what your listeners think. Will do, and uh, I will add that link also on the actual description, you know, on, on the YouTube and all the uh, different channels. But also, I want to do one more. Is I'm gonna, I love the concept, you know, because that's something I believe in dearly, and I will actually use that in our trainings, <laughs> you know, at, at, at work, you know, and, and get and get that concept cool. shared with others. So, you know, and I've used books, you know, um, as as means of training, uh, especially I, I deal with the sales force, and, and it's always about you know being out there. And, and creating business, right? And so, and keep, and also management, you know, level where there's leadership skills and it this, this impacts a lot of how you approach things. And so I've used other books, now this goes to the collection. <laughs> so Nir, uh, you know, it, it is a true pleasure and a privilege to have you on the, the channel and on your radio here. Um, I, uh, it, it was a great time. I mean, I wish we had more and we, we can certainly talk a lot more, you know, about this. Uh, I know your time is valuable, but, um, you know, I want to thank you for joining us and for all the great, you know, feedback and content and definitely for a great uh, book with, with a great concept that we all need and can use. So that being said, you know, uh, thank you. And then for our uh, viewers and listeners, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hurricane H here. Uh, this was an episode of The Quote with Nia Bashan and author of the Creator uh, Mindset. And uh, yep, thank you, and we'll see you and talk to you at the next show. Bye-bye.